What is up, Seymour Beer fans? I am the Seymour Beers. And what a super special episode tonight. Matty G and Big John are off. Uh, so I'm joined tonight by uh, Hops RS, my man Sebastian. You might remember him from a couple podcasts ago. And I believe we're also going to be joined by Sasha Taylor from Taylor Art Garage. Sebastiano, how the hell are you doing, man? How's it going, man? I'm good. You? I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday night. I'm staring out the window and looking at uh, a couple centimeters of snow on the ground. It's uh, it's great. Oh, wow, you guys got snow. <laughs> yeah, it was snowing like all afternoon here. Crazy. Wow. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pouring here for like two, two three days straight. Yeah, it pour- yeah, uh, yeah. So it started raining here. And then uh, as I was driving home from Gatineau to Elmer, uh, it started to get colder and colder and colder. And then I just hit like this wall of snow and it's been snowing ever since. But like it's actually accumulating. It's not nothing right away. It's it's. I think that's around the deck and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha Taylor, how the heck are you? Hello. Oh, my God. It's a good day to be Friday. (laughs) Is it ever? Hey, Sasha. Hey. How was your day, Sasha? It was pretty wild. It has been so windy here today. Um, I'm, I'm, for the most part, working from home. So I've had stuff flying around all over. <laughs> like I'm in a district of Mississauga that's condo buildings everywhere. So we've got, you know, somebody's balloons are flying around. There's furniture strewn everywhere. It's been, it's been crazy. But thanks for Holy good entertainment. Geez. Stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling Sebastian, I'm, it's like it's snowing here, and I got about uh, like a centimeter or two on, on the deck and stuff in the back of snow. It's crazy. No way. Yeah. That's wild. What, yeah. Was not looking forward to snow, I'll tell you that. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys. Your, uh... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, man, it's Friday night. Uh, Matty G, Big John are off tonight, and. Uh, I've got uh, I've got uh, two super special guests, uh, Sebastian, Sasha. I, I'm super excited to have you guys here. I, I was uh, kind of worried that the show uh, was going to be just me solo tonight, so I'm I'm happy you guys are here. So I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for joining me and uh, and uh, yeah, I was uh, hoping that we could crack a beer because I know Seymour needs one. Yes, let's get to it. Let's do it. All right, ladies first. Yep. Right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, I've got. Um, I, I picked a stout. We were talking about stouts last time on, on the podcast. So I'm starting off with a stout this time. I feel okay. like it goes, goes a little bit with the colder weather. So I've got the Great Lakes Brewery Shinny Pants Session Stout. Okay. I like it. Is it another uh, one liter oh. bottle? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, sti- I'm sticking with the tall boys this time. <laughs> that, was a, that was a perfect open. I'm not going to lie. I heard yeah. that. It was great. Nice crack. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're one for one tonight. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking about before he- getting onto the podcast was how I feel like after like like 20, 2016, 2017, t- uh, small cans almost completely disappeared at the LCBO. Um, yeah. Tall cans are, and I, it makes so much sense with how creative they're getting with the artwork now. It's a bigger, for the can, it's a bigger canvas to put the piece of artwork, but it's like everything's tall boys these days. Yeah, that's actually super true, and I, I, it's funny you say that because I actually noticed that at the store tonight. That the store I go to, it's like they have a huge selection of craft beers, 
and they have like this one tiny corner that's dedicated to like the little tiny cans, the 355 mils. And I was like, oh, I never noticed that these are all kind of just jammed in the corner here. <laughs> <laughs> They're making that's a awesome. bit of a comeback though, because um, especially for uh, like Imperial Stouts or double barrel each Stouts, uh, high percentage like beers that you normally would need to share with someone. And now we can't because we're all locked down. So a lot of breweries are going back to the small can for those high ABVs, high ABV beers that you can solo. Okay. Oh, that's that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That actually that that makes yeah that makes clever yeah that's perfect that makes perfect sense yeah. I've been hmm. I've been seeing a bit of that in the past few weeks. Crazy. Yeah. But it does make sense. Taylor, how's yeah. that beer? Oh man, it is so good. Our, I called you Taylor. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Sasha, I'm so sorry. Hey. You know what? I'm so used to getting called Taylor now ever since starting Taylor Art Garage that like I, I don't even notice it when people call me by my last name now. Um, <laughs> but this beer is delicious. I did not know what a session stout was before, so I Googled it before getting on here. I'm sure both of you are more well-versed in, uh, in the terminology with uh, when it comes to beer, but... I always thought session, when looking at it, even as a beer drinker and as a craft beer drinker, it was something kind of intimidating because I was thinking, I don't know what that means. But it literally just means that it's like an easy drinking beer that you can have more than one of them. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I have to be honest with you. Um, I've never heard of a session stout. Yeah. Session, uh, yeah. session IPA is a plenty, but I, I didn't know they made session stouts. There you go. See more beers, learn something tonight. <laughs> it's really good great lakes brewery it's um it's very smooth it's almost like a dark amber lager but it has that maltiness of a stout okay yeah that honestly that sounds good and i love i love great lakes brewery they make they make really good stuff definitely well don't let me be the only one drinking a beer on here no no sebastian it's uh you're up man cool so tonight i'm starting off with um a beer that uh, Brewski came out with last week, uh, last weekend. It's a collab with um, Matt from Vox and Hops. I don't know if you guys follow him on uh, Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they usually, yeah, he's great to follow. They have a, a series of uh, smoothies called Brew Juice, but because he's like into metal music, they named this one Brutal Juice. So it's a cool, <laughs> it's a cool play on words. It's a smoothie sour, eight point five percent. And um, yeah, it's very metal. So black currants, blackberry, black raspberry, black coffee, and maple syrup. Wow. Wow, that's, that sounds divine. Oh, what a crack. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like a super dark purple. That's that awesome. Rich. Really juicy. It looks like fruit juice. A bit of a head coming through at the end and... Uh, yeah, it's a beauty. Got to tell me the taste, man. I want to taste it with you. So you really smell the coffee and the fruits on the nose. And when they go in. That first step. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic, actually. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you get all the fruits. Uh, it's a little tangy, but not like puckering. It's really well balanced, not not sweet for a fruit beer. Uh, you know, also considering there's maple syrup in it, you'd think it'd be really, really, really sweet. But I guess the, the, the coffee 
comes in to, to kind of balance things out. You, you get a bit of everything. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You taste everything. It's great. And I imagine with some of those fruits, though, it would be like, I think without the maple syrup, it would, it would be a little bit more on the bitter side, eh? Like more, I was... um, you know when it's so sour that it tickles your, your jaw? Yeah. It would be more more towards that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I said bitter and meant sour. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like when it hits you at the back of the jaw there and you're like yeah. pucking your lips there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. No, it's really well balanced. And uh, what I like is that, yeah, it's a fruit beer, but there isn't like tons of fruit puree floating around in it. Some beers, and then you have to like chew them before you swallow. Probably yeah. there is inside. And this doesn't have that. It's really but well made. But with the name of a smoothie beer, I would expect that it would be super thick, but I guess not. It is really thick, but uh, it's not really uh, too much on the on the fruit puree side in terms of like texture. But okay. it, it's it's still pretty thick. I mean, it's a smoothie, so nice. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I uh, actually spent uh, uh, New Year's Eve with uh, Matt and uh, and a few other of his uh, friends there. On uh, it was uh, what do you call it? I'll video chat anyway. It was pretty cool. It was awesome. All right, guys. I'm going to crack open Transistor by Cinquième Baron. It's Ooh. a pale ale, 5%. Uh, I haven't had this one yet, so I'm, I'm actually really excited to try it. So here it is. Oh, that, that was, was, first. That was yeah. the best one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You guys had perfect, perfect ones. Uh... Honestly, like for Saint Camp at home, normally their beers are like a lot more, um, ah, a lot less see through. Like they're a lot hazier. This one is not hazy very much. It's got a beautiful carbonation. A lot of hop resin on the nose, though. Wow. Wow. That's a, a, a very thin body, man very citrusy and uh like yeah some stone fruit maybe some peach apricot and uh it just like hits you with like a little bit of dry at the end it's super delicious wow got a nice head on it too yeah i love this beer it's good it's uh it's not what i thought I'd... i had their other one uh, the last one they made it was called the uh, curan solaire yeah. And um, yeah, way hazier than uh, yeah. th this one is way lighter than that one. It's, I've had it's the Grand Solar. Yeah. yeah, it's oh my god, that's that's by far. I think that's one of my favorites. But this one is actually really good. It's nice. It's it's very refreshing. It sounds good. It sounds like a good like after after sports beer when you've been building a deck all day, like one of those refreshing <laughs> fruity light. Yes, that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That I think you just described that beer. Yeah. Hot sun all day, and you just want to like drink smash something it. like super light. Yeah, you could smash yeah. this easily. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well said. Well said. So it's uh it's kind of weird not uh, not having Big John and uh, and Matty G here, but uh, I, again, I'm I'm super excited that you guys joined me. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm stoked to have you guys here. Sasha, are you working on any big projects or? 
I just started, I actually started new painting this morning. I've been working on a giveaway painting for a little while now. It's uh, one of my massive 30 by 40 inch canvases. So those ones always take a little bit of time, but um, it gives me the chance to do a couple of little smaller ones at the same time. So um, got a couple of little projects on the go. My big excitement from today, and thank goodness that the, the snow out in your area didn't delay it at all, but um, I just got confirmation right before jumping on here that the delivery that I sent out on Thursday has arrived to Quebec. So there is a happy new owner of, a, of an auto art painting. Nice. nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always exciting seeing that come through. And also getting the message. I mean, I pack this stuff so carefully, but when it's a one of a kind piece, there's always that part of you. They're like, man, I hope it gets there. Nothing crazy happens. Like, you know, I've been in manufacturing long enough to know, you know, some crazy stuff can happen when it comes to freight and um, and as an artist now shipping out my stuff, I'm like, you know, say a little prayer each time. I, I honestly could just imagine like you just hand it over to the courier and then you turn around and walk away and the whole time home, you're just like, I didn't package it right. It's going to get destroyed. I missed something. <laughs> I forgot something. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't oh sleep my God. for I've a spent week. so much money on packaging. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like there's so much overhead that I have to that I have to like compensate for because it it's like you know what like at the very least it's gonna show up in one piece you know the box is twice as big as it needs to be because it's full of bubble wrap but you get a good painting at the end that yeah and that's what matters right it's that it's that little extra detail I, I think that's uh very admirable yeah what about you Sebastian? That... what what's your what's your week what what's your what's your your crazy thing that happened this week this week, honestly, nothing. On this week was a was a pretty straightforward. I got a new neighbor. My neighbor moved in across the street. That's basically, what the highlight of, um, of my week. Honestly, it was a pretty uh, pretty straightforward did, week. Uh, did you just like watch him through the blinds as he moved in, or did you like? That's help what I'm him, picturing, hundred percent. <laughs> no, no. So I live in like a little. It's like a little neighborhood of like uh, townhouses. So like everyone knows everyone and everyone's super friendly so okay uh, we we spoke quickly introduced ourselves i offered to help them but they didn't want so fair enough i guess with covid it kind of makes people a little weary right yeah that's yeah. understandable i mean I offered, of course so of course i i, I went wow that's that's what it's about right you set the mm -hmm. you set the pace for for what's to come and when covid's over then you guys hang out and have beers and stuff yeah absolutely bring them into craft I'll convert them. Yeah, convert them. <laughs> Absolutely. We're converting everybody. I'm like con slowly converting people at work. I'm like, hey, did you, did you catch my podcast last night? And they're like, you have a podcast? And I'm like, what the hell are you even talking about right now? Of course I have a podcast. And then they're like, oh, I like craft beer too. And I'm like, well, if I can listen to the podcast, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I actually got an interesting message after I was on the last one. Uh, after to kick off season two, um, my dad, who was a, like, he was a Coors Light drinker for, I swear, like, until I was legal drinking age, that's the only thing I remember him drinking was Coors Light. And as all of his kids got older and, and more into, like, you know, experimenting with some different, like, different flavored drinks, um, we started buying all these different craft beers and bringing them into the house and, you know, one would go disappearing here and there and be like, hey dad, did you, did you try this one? So he's always gone for the super light stuff. But 
after listening to the Seymour Beers podcast, um, he sent me a message after and said that he went out and picked up a brand new mix pack of a whole bunch of stuff that he's never tried before, um, an IBU that's a lot higher than he's used to, and he said that he absolutely loved it. So kudos, that's awesome. kudos that's to your awesome. podcast for, for yeah. getting another another person out of their beer drinking comfort zone. Well, totally shout out to Sasha's dad here. Total shout out. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. The, that, the, for, the fourth person on the fourth uh, guest on the podcast like another plug for my dad <laughs> <laughs> that's not honestly that's and and i i think that I, that's what i that's what i really want is i just like want people to try it if you don't like it i won't force it down your throat but at least give it a shot because there are so many delicious beers and it should be for everybody yeah. my dad yeah. was skeptical too to try and now uh he tries pretty much everything i bring that's awesome yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It takes a bit of time, but just give it a chance. You know, yeah. until you find that style, your style, and then you're you're hooked. Yep. Yeah. You know. I gotta say, like, I don't have a particular style. Like, I know I drink a lot of IPAs and any IPAs on the show. Uh, I think those are just more so my uh, Friday night go-to beers. But I love stouts. I love brown ales. I love Scotch ales. I I, I love them all. Naples have brought in a lot of new people into craft beer. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They're so they're they're so refreshing. They're so they're so flavorful. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and Saint Back Home makes some of the like most delicious ones I've ever had. Yeah, they're big time for sure. Sebastian, yeah. what was the brewery that you said there? It's the beer I'm drinking. The uh, the one that you said has brought a lot of people into into craft. Just the the style, any IPA. Ah, uh, oh, okay, Naples? okay. Yeah. Oh, so, I've never heard them called that. Yeah, I don't. I just don't say, like, I just I, I say it out. I say the word out instead of <laughs> saying the letters. So I, I just call it a napa. Um, yeah, I mean it's so fruity. It's it's you get flavors out of that style that from the hops that you can get in. in in some other styles so i can see why it's super attractive to the people uh coming into the scene for sure definitely yeah do you guys have a lot of any ipas out that way uh sasha i didn't know that there were different kinds of ipas until listening to your podcast actually um and okay. <laughs> so uh, i well i knew that there i knew that there was um i knew that there was like ipas and um, American pale ales, but I didn't realize that within that, then you can just break those down even further to list lots of different kinds. So, yeah. um, so I'm very new to the terminology. I've I've been a, I've been conditioned as a pick a beer out of a cooler beer drinker. So, uh, <laughs> the strategy in my way to pick beer has very little to do with uh, with what's actually in the beer. I'm a huge sucker for a good label and a clever title. Um, so I'm learning as I go because then I get to try them all and realize that there's so many different good kinds. Hang on, there's if like, you think if you think Seymour Beers picks his beer based on like a knowledge of what's in the can, absolutely not. <laughs> Label, yeah, yeah. Uh, artwork, like the name, that's that's what attracts me to it. And uh, to be honest, like I'll put it in my basket before I sometimes I even look at like what kind of beer it is. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're all. Well, I'm conditioned like that too. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Can our, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with buying a beer just based on 
on how appealing the can is. Yeah. Seb, is it is yeah. it you that you did a review? Um, uh, I think this week there, there was a can that had a cat on it. Yeah, yeah. So that brewery yeah, yeah. they're called uh, Noctem. Every single one of their beers has a different cat on it. Yeah, I saw them at Rapido where I went to buy my beer tonight. Yeah. But see, like, for some reason, like that doesn't attract me. I, I know what you mean. I, I'm I'm not a I'm gonna admit it. I'm I'm not a cat person. It took it took me it took me a while to give these guys a chance, but I hear a lot of great things, and they finally came out with a crispy with with a pilsner. So I said, let me start with this, and it was it was excellent. So I'm definitely gonna try something else from them for sure. Okay, well that's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. But yeah, I I don't know. It's just like I, I'm used to like these these drawings or like artwork and stuff and then i just see like a cat with like a background i'm just like no i don't think this does anything for me <laughs> i felt bad but uh, whatever yeah yeah the can art has um it's really important and i think people really appreciate the breweries who, who do take that extra pay extra attention and put that extra effort into that yeah. you always breweries now they'll always um also Put the the artist on the can too, to, mm-hmm. to to give them exposure. So it's 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 one industry helping another, and it's 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 just great in my opinion. Yeah, Sasha, you could totally relate to that. Like if you were doing artwork on cans and stuff, why don't you do oh artwork on cans? What the hell? I got I gotta find a brewery. If anyone's listening, <laughs> I gotta yeah. I gotta get my get my auto art on a can. That would be sweet. I just okay. started coming out with different uh, different coasters too that are. Like the coasters aren't hand painted, but they're made from painting, so that would be okay. dope. Yeah, I'll get on okay. that. <laughs> I'll report uh, back. I am okay, seriously, and and I'm only like half a beer in, so I'm not drunk saying this. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna work on getting like I'm gonna try and get your artwork on a can. Yes, that's it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually actually like I'm writing this down on my notes here. Get Sasha's artwork on again. That's there awesome. Okay, <laughs> that's that's gonna be Seymour Beer's mission for uh, for the for the next little while. Is get, is get your artwork on again. You totally need to get on again. That's yeah. amazing. You'd be surprised um, just just by just by reaching out, hit hit up hit them up in their DMs and and let them know. And you'd be surprised how quick they'll um, they'll jump on board. Honestly. Yep. Yep. So I might be like sending some of your pictures off your Instagram to uh, different breweries, just so you know. <laughs> so if I reach out to them, they'd be like, "Yeah, we've heard of you. This guy is Seymour Beers." Yeah. <laughs> We're already booking we'll, you we'll with Seymour Beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did he not tell you about the calendar invite? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I I literally wrote this down. Like, honestly, I I, I, I yeah, like I love your artwork. And uh, it's 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 so true. Like I think local artists should be on cans or uh, like having their artwork exposed and 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 uh, distributed across the country for people to see. Like I love going on um, uh, collective arts and and then going on the Instagram of the artists and stuff like that. Man, some of the stuff is wild. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! Like you just see some really amazing stuff. Okay, that's it. See more of your fans. You heard it. We're getting Sasha's, <laughs> Sasha's artwork on a can. 
heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Love awesome. that. But That's yeah, awesome. so even like the the breweries in Gatineau, like um, uh, a lot of them will will collab with uh, artists sometimes and and stuff, and they like do like big shout outs and their names on the can and like shout outs like on their Instagram and stuff, and then like you follow these links and I don't know, it's fun. I get to see like a whole new uh, style of art that I'd never seen before. A new artist, I, I just I love it. It, yeah, it makes me happy. Whole, uh, yeah, there's that whole also supporting local. Mm -hmm. that, that ties in too. So it's a big part totally. of the, the craft beer industry. And I think that everyone uh, tries to be as um, as inclusive and, and promote collaboration as much as possible. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing it. It's, it's the one thing that my, you know, my Instagram does well. My TikTok, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just keep posting and hope that someday it, the algorithm figures me out. Um, but the, the group that is that, like, they are there for you all the time is the artists. It's the, it's the local little itty bitty businesses that it's such a community of people supporting each other. So I've totally, yeah, 100% I agree that in, in the, the craft beer world, there's so many small breweries. They're going through the exact same thing. They just have a different product. Yeah, I feel like there's less competition in the uh, craft beer world. And it, it's like you say, it's just, it's all about support. Like the number of collaborations between the breweries just here in Gatineau, like one collaborating with the other to make, like it's it's crazy. Like they're not fighting each other. I would go they, as far as to say is that there's, there is, there's no such thing as competition. Everyone is, we're colleagues working yeah. towards a common goal and everyone supports everybody. I've heard of I've heard stories of breweries sending parts to other breweries in other countries just so they can brew a specific beer. Uh, they have calls with each, with each other and they share best practices, stuff like that. And there's no secrets. There you if go. A brewery calls awesome. another brewery and say, "How did how did you do this? How did you get this flavor?" They'll tell them. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's really yeah. That's that's so true because that actually comes down to uh, uh, the podcast that I had with uh, um, uh, Sean Goddard, the uh, brewmaster at uh, Whitewater. Yeah, and and he said the same thing about the sours. Like he was calling like uh, his buddy at uh, a Small Pony Barrel Works, and like they were just sharing this information, this this knowledge that they've learned from each other, so that like he could brew sours and in, uh, in at, at Whitewater and stuff. Yeah, it's you know you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. It's cool. The community, it's cool to yeah, see. The, totally. Yeah. Everybody wins in that industry when, like, because very few people are going to only drink one type of beer. So, in the craft world specifically, like, if you get other people at another brewery exceeding and and getting new craft beer lovers over there, chances are they're going to try your stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, and I think it trickles down into like. Um, like the craft beer community that I see on uh, Instagram. Like I, I started posting on, on TikTok first and then I slowly moved into uh, over to YouTube and I wasn't getting these, like I wasn't getting these hits and I was like sharing my videos and like, I think I had like 70 followers or something. And then one day my buddy's like, you should, why don't you try Instagram? And I was like, ah, I've never thought of that. And I went on Instagram and I started looking at all these like, craft beer enthusiasts and I was like oh my god like I think this is this is where I need to do this 
and I started posting and then it's like all of a sudden it's like 70 followers 100 followers 150 followers and it's like I, I didn't even understand what's happening and everyone was encouraging and then like I met like I met uh, you know Sebastian a, a few months back and we started talking and we were like sharing like uh, uh, beer stories and stuff and I was just like man this is the love and support that I needed like it, it's like no one's fighting each other for for views it's like hey man we support you hey good beer cheers here you go everyone's sharing videos and stuff it was it was it's yeah. super refreshing that and now I think I have like almost 930 followers like yeah dude your page exploded four, four months later and it's yeah. it's it, it's awesome I love it like yeah yeah, I need to get back to my nightly reviews. <laughs> I do like those. It really, it. I think that it's a, it's a nice thing adding a bit of a personality to the beer reviews because the photos are great and you get to read about them. But but having that that video of watching somebody else do it, I think, especially in the era of us being so disconnected physically, uh, is, is you know, it's worth it. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Sure. Yeah. At very, you'll get one like I got. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not true. I, I actually enjoy it. Like at first, I was a little bit shy, which is weird because I'm not a shy person. And then, like, I just I don't know. I started watching other people do it and starting to like develop my own mannerisms and and the way I talk. And then, like, my catchphrase, absolutely fantastic, just kind of came out. And I don't know. At the time, my, my wife was like pointing out things like, you say the word um too much. And I was just like, meh, whatever. That's that's who I am. I'm not going to try to change that. So, yeah, strange. I love it. I, I just love the community on, on Instagram. And I love uh, sharing my videos. And I love like sharing other people's videos and commenting and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty close-knit. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think I'm ready for my second. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this fuel gauge is on empty right here. Yeah, Sasha, you're up. Okay, I'm in. Um, I'm gonna bring back Furnace Room. I did a, a Furnace Room beer the last time. I absolutely love these guys. Um, this one is a Mosaic Single Hop Pale Ale. Oh, nice. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, Felt good about that, that one. That was a good crack. <laughs> So what's the, as I'm pouring this out, what is, what makes something a pale ale? Is there a, is there the unifying thing? Cause there's so many different kinds I'm, I'm now realizing, but is there, is there a constant strain that lets you call it a pale ale? Um, it's, it's, it's a beer that's uh, used or an ale, sorry, that's used. Um, they use a warm fermentation to make it. And it's usually made with like a pale malt. Okay. That's that's okay, like yeah. a, a pale ale itself is is yeah is is that it's a it's used it's brewed using warm fermentation. The difference between uh, ales and lagers is is the temperature that they ferment at. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lagers is, is cold, and uh, ales is usually warm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But pale ales are more of a an English style. Yes. But the pale ales that we see here are hazy, so they're almost like New England pale ales. But because an English pale ale is, is you could see through it. 
Yeah, and it's like you it's know? it's got it's usually like a sort of like a like a, a caramel color. Yeah, it's biscuity and yeah, it's not tropical, but no. the ones of today that's because of Napa's. That's kind of the successor, lower ABV, more sessionable, more crushable. Now that it's getting warmer and the summer days are coming, so I'm seeing a lot of pale ales coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm holding it up to the light now. This is it's definitely it's definitely a little foggy. Okay. Is it is it copper like amber or is it like yellow golden? This one's a full it's like like yellow like golden yellow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new style. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah, that's the 2.0. Yeah. Like Courant Seller from Second Baron is like <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's it's like yellow yellow. And it's super that's hazy. So refreshing. They've named a lot of different flavors on the can, and maybe it's because I started with a stout first that I'm not necessarily tasting all of them, but all of them mixed together are creating a very, very super light, refreshing beer with some with some flavor. Is it um, is it is your beer super cold? It is. Would yeah. that also be why? Yeah. So like kind of like take a few sips and like kind of go like into like maybe like five six seven minutes and you'll see by the end of a of like the seven minutes or ten minute mark you'll have a, a whole new flavor profile Ooh, okay yeah yeah That's a yeah Couron yeah. Cellar is like a perfect example of that it starts off like you it's like this it starts off like super citrusy when it's super cold and then as it warms up you start to get like your your peaches and your stone fruits and like it it, it completely changes i'm yeah. excited so, to work my way through this now yeah you'll you'll see it's going to change it's great yeah sebastian what's your second beer so i'm going uh, brewski all night i bought a four okay. pack from them last week i bought all four beers that they released this one's a double dry hop ipa 7.3 percent uh, it's called strateka and it's oh. made with uh, strata eureka and citra okay so let me go for the crack oh that was a high-pitched one <laughs> that was like a snap yeah that was a snap man wow so it pours out like super 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 hazy as i would expect huge head can't see through it at all really creamy really yellow really golden does it smell like oh we got some dank here the dank Oh, I know last week you guys were, t- were talking about um, how you define dank. Yeah. <laughs> the, must- the musty basement filled with fruit. I was laughing about that through the week. I was thinking, like, it sounds disgusting, but also, like, kind of nostalgic in a way. Like, something yeah. about, like, being in the basement, you got board games all around you. But... <laughs> it's so, so true. For me, uh, for me, like, being, you know, 420 friendly for so many years, I associate... For me, like dank is 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 skunky, like diesely, like gas. So, okay, or like some mustiness. And yeah, but see, you, you get you, you get back to the mustiness, right? Yeah, like yeah. like like damp. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that in beer. <laughs> I'm gonna go in. I I I do like a dank beer. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, it's it's different. <laughs> 
Sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say Brewski is just out of control. These guys are... Everything that they pump out is is just absolutely ridiculous. In in a positive way. I mean that in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) It's just out of control. Like fat P-H-A-T, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I love these guys. In my opinion, they make the best sours in the province. Um, and their their IPAs are out of control too. I don't think I've ever had anything from them. Yeah, they don't distribute. That's that's they're, too they're bad. In the old port, uh, they're in the old port of Montreal, so it's not the easiest place to get to. Okay. Have to put up with a lot of traffic and you know a long commute, but it's really really worth it. I sense a I sense a uh, e transfer coming towards you for a uh, a shipment of uh, a couple of their beers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and a few dollars for your troubles, obviously. But yeah, no, I'll seriously, so. I got I got I gotta try something from them, man. It's no problem. Next time I go, yeah. I'll definitely get you some. All right, there well, was, send, me, um, send me your email. I'll, I'm gonna wire you some cash. No problem, man. Um, yeah. So as I was there, I actually bought five beers, and I opened one like on the spot because it was super nice out last Saturday, and we were in the old port, so we just started walking around and. Uh, it was, um, I forget the name, I think it was called Cumulus, and it was an oat cream pale ale. Ooh, an Guys, oat the, cream pale ale. The, the, the texture was incredible on this beer, and it was just 5.5%, if I remember correctly. I, I, I killed it in like three minutes. It was excellent. I, I can so honestly shout like... Yeah, I can taste that 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 texture. Yeah, oh man, that sounds good. And All I recently right, had. Um, sorry, I, w- I was just gonna say. I recently had. Uh, I got my hands on some uh, Omnipolo from Ontario, well, from Sweden, but Craft Branco in Ontario. They, they distribute for them. Okay. And I, I had. Um, I think it's. I think it's their flagship. It's called Maz, and it's an old cream pale ale as well. And it's. I think it's starting to become one of my. Uh, one of my favorite styles because the texture on these beers is like nothing else. So I recommend if you guys haven't had one to get your hands on some. Yeah, I totally want to try one now. That's tasty. Cumulus is a good name for it too. Those big fluffy clouds. Yeah, totally. The, the, the can art was all clouds too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it was really good. The Omnipolo website. This is pretty damn cool. And Brewski, their, their can art is some of the best in the province as well. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's usually... it's it's it, They have a theme and it's more or less always the same, but always different. And it's always like this dude in like a lab coat in, in the science lab with all kinds of uh, beakers and whatnot and uh, making a potion kind of thing. Okay. That's cool, That's man. <laughs> it, it's cool. Check out their page, guys. It's they're they're excellent. We'll do. Okay, I hear we got a we got a third beer we gotta get open here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, so I'm doing a, I'm doing another Saint Baron to be honest with you, and it's the uh, mixtape purple, and it's a any uh, IPA, six point five percent. I'm actually really excited to try this one. It's, it's uh. Nice. 
Yeah, it's hopped with Apollo, Citra, and a bit of Mosaic. Let's see. I don't feel like that was a loud one. I don't feel that was loud. That was it came nice. through well. Yeah, yeah. did it? Sounds okay. good on our end. Oh, this one pours a nice hazy color, man. Oh, golden haze with like a nice white head on it. I've only had the, the red mixtape. I know there's also orange. Yeah, there's red, green. orange, blue, green, and purple. Oh, purple. Yeah, purple's the newest one. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, this one is like, it, it's, it smells like oranges and clementines and mandarins and like, oh my God. It smells so good. Man, next time I have a painting delivering to Quebec, I'm driving it there myself and I'm picking up beer when I'm on my way home. <laughs> There's so many good ones I want to try that are out there. Well, we're, just, uh, just we're say the word there. and like, we'll, we'll send you some. Like, it's not a yeah. big deal. It could be arranged very yeah. easily. Perfect. <laughs> Seriously. I've sent, beer, yeah. uh, I've sent beer to guys in uh, Toronto. You sent beer awesome. to me. I sent beer to you, yeah. People, yeah. random people reach out to me and say, like, I'll send you this if you send me this. I'm like, okay, man, I'll do it. Yeah, I sent no beer problem. to a guy up in um, uh, uh, Oromacto. Is that a place? Is that in Quebec? That's familiar. No, it was near Barrie. Uh, maybe it wasn't Oromacto. Oh, <laughs> anyway. it's a, yeah, it's, um, it's like, I don't know how to say it. I should, because it's not that far from me, but... It's like Oro Majante or something like that. Yes, I said, that's not it. how you say it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it, but yes, that's exactly what it is. Oro Majante or Madante, whatever. But yes, that's I sent uh, sent beer. I sent I think seven or eight beers up to a, a guy there. He shipped me some, and I shipped him some. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I do beer exchanges all the time. Seymour beers beer exchange. <laughs> if that guy's listening, send a message to Seymour beers on Instagram and. Let us know how to pronounce <laughs> Does it pronounce like way different than what it looks like, what it reads? I have no clue, but there are so many places that are in that area that are, you know, variations of, of you know, obviously there's, there's tons of, um, there's tons of native land out in this area. And especially as you start going like kind of Northwest. So there are some places right. that the spelling of it, if you read it the English way, you're not going to come even close to what the word is actually. Yeah, that, that actually makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it is Oro Madanto. Oro Madante. <laughs> anyway, I, I apologize to our uh, native listeners if I'm massacring that name. I apologize. <laughs> I, I mean no insult. Oh, geez. Yeah, this beer, uh, I got to tell you, mixtape purple. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty delicious. It actually, like, finishes um, very, very much just like a, a, a grapefruit juice. It's, it's like, super delicious. You could crush that all night. Yum. Yeah. Yeah, Saint Gambaron are just uh, gods. God tier. Yeah. God tier beer. Yeah. They have um, a stout. Uh, I actually have it in the fridge. I wasn't going to drink it tonight, but it's called uh, Fiddle. Yeah. Oatmeal stout. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to try that one, actually. I had um, their gift of gab last week or... Yeah, last week, I think. 
I almost picked that one up tonight too. Fuck. It was a, it was a light stout. It was only I think four percent, if I remember correctly, Irish stout. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a stout guy, but I'm I'm I I try to push myself to. I buy beers that I know I want, like just to push myself to, to to start trying new things. And I really really enjoyed that. I'm really happy I got it. Nice. I really like that approach, like trying things that are like taking a big step outside of what you're already having. And then when you kind of lean one step back in from there, you're like, oh, I like this. And then you can kind of ease into liking the new thing. Yeah, because I think we we talked about this last time I was on the pod. You just have to find the right beer for you. So yeah. just because I didn't like one style doesn't mean I won't like I don't like all styles. I just have to find one that works for me. But in general, I do have a hard time with them. But this one, I, I really, really enjoyed. It was excellent. Sebastian, you got to try this shinny pants. And the can is great. It's like shinny, like hockey shinny. There's this oh, guy nice. with missing a tooth <laughs> playing hockey on the can. Yeah, if it's like a lower ABV stout, I, I'll probably enjoy it. But um, like these double barrel aged pastry stouts, I, I have a hard time with them. This one is IBU of eight. That's super low. First, a stout, yeah, but I mean, in general, that's not. I will consider that pretty. Uh, like for an IPA, an IPA at eight percent, it's it means business, you know. Okay. Yeah, but for stouts, uh, it's it's seven or eight is is is, is a low range for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm just looking at the can art here, uh, Sasha. It's pretty funny. Yeah. This guy looks so Canadian. <laughs> it's very Canadian. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so Which awesome. Is actually, it's why I picked it up. I was like, this is great. And honestly, like, this got like the like apartment building in the background. I was like, I feel like this is somewhere in Toronto. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. That's awesome. These guys, these guys are Great Lakes is in Etobicoke, I think. Okay. So, so pretty much uh, Toronto. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Etobicoke, yeah. Is it Etobicoke or Etobicoke? Etobicoke. Oh, you don't pronounce the K-O? You don't. Isn't there a, K- <laughs> isn't a K-E, sorry? Isn't there a K-E at the end? Yeah, the, the last four letters are Coke, but it's Etobicoke. Oh, okay. I, I'm learning. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've always pronounced it Etobicoke. <laughs> See? That's amazing. Honestly, growing up, growing up where I did, I there's so many places that I never even thought twice about. Like I've just I learned what they were called before I saw the way they were spelled. So I saw the way they were spelled after. Like one of them was like um, I grew up in Brampton, so there's Chinkuzi Park, and it's spelled Chingawakauzi, but it's one of those things that you don't think about it when you. That's such an English speaker thing to do too. It's like you don't think about it because it, the spelling doesn't make any sense, but that's just how you pronounce it. So when people from out of town come in, it's always funny hearing them kind of butcher it. Yeah, I'd butcher that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like the word kernel. It's like C O L O N E L. Yeah. I never understood that. <laughs> that scares me that our that our language is is is, is doing shit like that. <laughs> is oh, that man. do you guys know I I'll, I'll admittedly say I don't know very much about Canadian military, but the lieutenant that's not spelled that way, do you guys know about that? 
Uh, Does that ring a bell? No. Like, it it looks like lieutenant, but we pronounce it lieutenant or vice versa. I didn't know Hmm. that. Yeah, I did not know that. I'll educate myself and come back to this because it's one thing. <laughs> it's one of those ones that just, I whatever I don't remember which one it is, is which, but like the way that I think it's pronounced and the way it's spelled are like it's always the opposite. Okay, I had to Google it. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know, so I'm actually looking at the like. Uh, so there is no difference, uh, except in how different English speaking people pronounce the word lieutenant. Uh, the dictionary shows both pronunciations in Canada. We still write the rank as lieutenant, but pronounce it as lieutenant. Crazy. Sorry, I had to Google it because I was just like, I've never heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little fun so, fact. Yeah, a little fun fact, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, le- lieutenant. Okay, I, d- I didn't even know that was a word. Me neither. I'm learning so much tonight. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a great Friday night. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to Google it. My bad. No, that's good. I'm glad. I, you know what? I was not going to let it bother me that I didn't know, but I feel much better knowing it now. <laughs> I'm going to sleep much better tonight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You were right about this beer, though. You know, I'm getting to that point in it where I'm I'm a ways in. I'm gonna read just this little bit off the can to yeah. explain why these they didn't come in when the beer was cold, but now that it's kind of like warmed up just a little bit, it says it calls it a kaleidoscope of berry, mango, citrus, floral, herbal, spicy, grassy pine. All of those things together. Like, I don't taste any of this. But now that it's in, somehow that actually makes sense. Like, drinking the beer, I'm like, yes, it's all those things. So probably literally in the order that they wrote it is literally how you're going to perceive that beer until the end. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> pine pine being probably like the last thing you're going to taste. Pine in the yeah. south. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna like lie. That's, a, that's a well-named beer, Mosaic. Oh, right. You're drinking a pale ale. Sorry. Not a stout. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the, 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 the stout was the first one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so right. stouts, like, you, they say the, the higher the percentage, the the warmer you should drink it. Yes. Yeah, oh. that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, usually so... stouts, uh, like, usually they all start at 8%. It's rare that they go under that. They say to serve it like probably between 12 and 15 degrees. Whereas yep. like a lager, you serve between two and five degrees. It's like ice. The, um, I gotta say like, I'm still, I, I, I'm still amazed that there's like a session stout at 4.5%. I think that would be pretty, that would be good. Like super cold. See, that was, would probably that was be good one- for me. Yeah. Like someone who doesn't like stouts. I'd probably yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah. As my first beer, I did drink that one right out of the fridge, though. But I would highly recommend it. I think it's interesting seeing that the recommendations and knowing that, like, when you really want to kind of get into it and try the beer in a different way, you can drink it at different glasses and different temperatures. But that, um, and that's one thing that I've always really loved about, about this podcast, even before showing up on it, is that you're very much like, drink the beer the way that you like the beer yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Do it the way that you like it. And uh, I'm just a bit OCD, but <laughs> I have my set ways. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but see, like again, like you, you, you probably drink it different from me. But for you, it's it's the way that tastes the best, and for me, it's for me, it's the way that tastes the best for me. And and like I, I don't know, it's uh, you know, like I love I love beers that like as they warm up, they taste different. I love yeah. letting them warm up. Whereas somebody that might not let them warm up because they like it cold, they'll drink it, but they'll miss out on some of the flavors. But that's the way they like their beer. So hey, drink it like that if that's how you want to drink it. Yeah. You know, but I like experimenting. I, I, I'll go outside of my bubble to try and drink it a different way and if it works it works and if not then I just go back to the way I enjoy it that's it yeah but pill ales are, are so good as they warm up totally totally good I never knew that I'm going to pay more attention to that now because I definitely enjoy them as they go but maybe I should drink them slower maybe that's why <laughs> I'll, I'll get more flavors some breweries in the can, uh, they'll put like the what glass it should be served in and the, and the temperature and stuff like that. So that helps sometimes. Mm-hmm. I did just get a couple of new beer glasses. Well, I guess not just. It was a I put it on my Christmas wish list this, this year, and um, and ended up with a couple of pretty random shaped beer glasses. So it's been fun experimenting with them because I would say like my go-to if I don't have the right one is. A Guinness glass. I feel like every single beer I've ever had tastes good in a Guinness glass. Um, but it's been fun experimenting with like all the different shaped ones and and seeing how it makes the beer taste different. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I am uh, pale ales, like from Saint Quentin. Again, I, I'll come back to it again. And, and sorry, but like uh, Couronne Salaire is, I've had it in. Um, Actually, I actually did drink it in a Guinness glass, and I drank it in a Tiku glass, and it's so much better in a Tiku glass. Like, it's completely different. It's like two different beers. What's a Tiku glass? It's a... Uh, oh, jeez, I don't even know how... How the, the shape of it? It's like a tulip. It, yeah. It's in the shape of, yeah. a, of a tulip, and it could be stemmed or, or unstemmed, but most of, the, most of them are stemmed. Um, okay, I can pick that up. Yeah. Picture yeah. like a flower bulb, like a tulip bulb. Uh, that's sort of what it's shaped like. It's round and then it gets tighter towards the top. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Perfect. Thank you for that, Sebastian. It's like a tulip. It is hard <laughs> to describe though. It's, it's not just... <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm picturing the shape in my head. I'm like, how the hell am I going to tell her what, what this looks like? What shape do I know? <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it from the top, it's round. Okay, I'm following. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it's, it looks like a tulip, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, Seb, like, what do you think, like, the way the beer is, like, the, uh, as it comes out, the way, like, the scent hits your nose, and then, like, so, as yeah. the beer goes in, it's flavored? Yeah, so the, the, the way the, the glass is, is shaped affects um, the scent, especially, right. the, the way, like, there's a reason, when the, when the glass is shaped a certain way, it's, it's like for a tiku, for example, it's meant for your nose to be able to fit in there if you want to smell it. Right. And that, affect, and that affects the smell. So like uh, in, in Belgium, they're really, 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 really big on on, um, on glasses to the point where every brewery 
like every beer they release, they release a glass that goes with that specific beer. Really? Oh my god! It's very specific, and every brewery has their own versions. It's really cool to see, like the amount of uh, the attention to detail that's put into it, and it's everything is done for a reason. Some glasses have stems, some don't. Some are tighter at the top. Some are really wide, and it's everything is all pre, like predetermined depending on the style, and it's all about the experience of drinking that beer. That's really awesome. I gotta say, yeah. I, I know I know a lot about beer, and uh, up until now, I, I thought I knew a little bit about glasses, <laughs> but apparently I did not. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah. But I, I knew I knew it I knew it had to affect with the scent, like because I mean ultimately scent plays a huge uh, part yeah. in, in the way you taste things, right? So yeah, that to me always made sense. But like man, to hear that like they come out with different beers like all the time and like a different glass for each one. Oh my god, the amount of work that would go into that, holy crap! Yeah, it it really is mainly for the scent. The shape of the glass wouldn't change the taste, it won't change the texture. It's it's really about the scent visual too. It's 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 a lot of thought goes into it, and That's as cool. a as a beer drinker, I definitely appreciate that for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that with wine, one of the things that they think of with the shape of the glass has to do with the angle that it hits your mouth. Like red wine versus white wine glasses, mm-hmm. kind of aims for a different part of your taste buds. Makes sense. Have you heard of yeah. beer glasses kind of aligning the same way? Oh, that's a good question. But it, it, it could be, but I haven't heard that. But it could be. Like I, I don't, uh, I don't know everything. Uh, it would be. Sure. It would be cool to be part of the. Um, it could be I, the the taster group to see. I mean, oh, I, was, yeah. I would imagine you'd have to get some people that are total. Is there a is there a sommelier word for beer drinkers? Is it also sommelier? No, it's um, cicerone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm not gonna try and say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but the but to get a to get some people that actually know what they're talking about, and then to also get a couple average Joes in there as well, I think would be really interesting to see if the you know the regular folk notice those kinds of differences. Because I wouldn't, I would call myself a beer lover. Um, and I'm starting to get to that point that I can taste different things. Um, but I was surprised about how much the beer made, the beer glass made a difference. So I was told by uh, my dad, again, put a little plug in there, but <laughs> the, um, that if you don't like a beer, put it in a different glass. And I always thought, I was like, okay, whatever. But it, I actually would support that, that if someone has tried a beer and they didn't love it, put it in a different glass and try it again. That is That's interesting. The, yeah, that is like the smartest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally that is literally gonna be the title of this episode tonight. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Seriously, th- that's so cool. If you don't yeah. like a beer, put it in a different class. Yeah. Th- I'm giving a shout out to your dad, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's gonna see the title, he's gonna be like <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's totally good. wicked. So yeah, if you don't like a beer, put it in a different glass. That is the title of tonight's episode. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that that really does make sense. Like seriously, that that makes a lot of sense. 
<laughs> All right. I took a note actually. I'm gonna I wrote down learn about beer glasses. I'm gonna learn about beer glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Get me on a can, learn about beer glasses. Perfect. <laughs> There's two objectives. Two objectives tonight. And and those are the two, yeah. Yeah. And then our then our new slogan, which is if you don't like your beer, put it in a different glass. As if we as if we got your dad to drink um craft beer though. That's I, I find that like super cool. I can't take sole credit for it. It was also um my my brother-in-law definitely paid a, played a big part in it, but we would bring different things into the house. And when I was still living with my parents, I would stock up their fridge, and um, and it would just become a free for all of, of trying different things. And I just you know, like I said on the last podcast that like a softball was my way to get into craft beer because people would bring just a variety of stuff, and you could pick something and try it. And I mean, pre-COVID, but like if you didn't like it, someone else would drink it, and you could try another one. Um, but it really like if you can find a situation where you can just get a couple of different random beers together go to the lcbo or whatever your place is and and pick a couple of ones that look cool to you and just try them like what are you gonna lose like a couple dollars like it's it's just i feel yeah. like it's, there's so much cool stuff to try yeah that's so true yeah yeah that's very true actually um i'm trying to remember when it was but uh um, it was like pre-lockdown, but during COVID, but pre-lockdown. And then you were at one point you were allowed to have like, um, I think it was like four or five people over at your place, but as long as you were outside and like keeping a safe distance and stuff. Yep. And I had like a few friends over and like they brought some beers and I had some beers and I don't know for, for me personally, it was always like, this is my beer. I'm, I'm drinking my beer. And like you brought your beer, drinking your beer. But then, like, we started, like, sharing the beers and, like, kind of, like, pouring the cans out and mixing them up and stuff. And, like, honestly, it was, like, it was it was a really fun night. It was super cool. And, wow, we got we got pretty drunk. But I, I think I, I think I tasted, like, 12 beers that night. Oh, wow. As, a, as opposed to just, like, <laughs> yeah, but, like, but it was just, like, I, I mean, picture a tall can, like, split into three, right? Like, it's not a lot. Like, you're, I don't no, know, like, true. what, you know, yeah, four like ounces, four three, beers. four ounces. Yeah. 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 But I got to try twelve, and it was it was, yeah, it was really cool. I, I I enjoyed it, and I was like, now I can't wait for like COVID to be over and like you know, back to normal, and like you can go out to a bar and like share beers and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, it made for a fun night. Uh, I'm so excited for that to happen. When you yeah, first said so. you were mixing them, I thought that you were like pouring like experimental, like, okay, let's take these two and see what they taste like together. But you meant like <laughs> splitting them out into, or were you also doing that? I'm not gonna lie, I've done that before. <laughs> Why not? I, I have mixed a couple beers together to see just for fun, like what it would taste like, and yeah, I, I don't remember the beer specifically, but there was one time I was like, "Wow, this is like this is amazing. They should market this." And it was like two different breweries, <laughs> and then there was one I was just like, "Yeah, they shouldn't market this. This is gross." <laughs> Yeah, I think Old Flame does that in Ontario. There Mix is their a brewery that together? does that, eh? Yeah, Old Flame does that, if I'm not mistaken. Old blue Flame. Yeah, in Ontario, their their blueberry beer is a mix of two two different lagers, if I'm not mistaken. They mentioned it on the only the only reason I know this is because just last night they were on the the BAOS podcast with Craig, and they 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 were talking about that, and it was super interesting. Okay. 
I, yeah. I, I, did, I honestly didn't know that. Like, I, I thought I had heard that the brewery did that, and maybe that's why I did it. I don't know. <laughs> that's cool. Old flame. Oh, they're not that far from me. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I can, I can pick them up and send it because Big John seems to be the, the blueberry expert so far. Yeah, sure. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can get them and send it out to you guys. Yeah, he, he loves his blueberry beers. <laughs> But that's, I mean, I, I, I do too, to be honest. Like, that's that's the beer that got me into craft beer. Really? But there's not many yeah. out there. Like, No, there's not. There's not. But it was, so I was living in Moncton at the time. And um, my, my my best friend, uh, Dennis, uh, he brought me to uh, the Moncton Brew Pub. And um, I had never had craft beer. Like, I had never had a craft beer. I'd had, like... Coors Light, Bud Light, Budweiser, like you name it. Never had a craft beer. So he's like, let's go here. Let's like, let's go to the Moncton Brew Pub for supper. And he's like, and they got homemade beer. And I was just like, homemade beer? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, come on, you'll see. And it was the only thing on the menu that caught my eye, like on, on the beer menu, like all these like laggers and everything. And I was just like, oh, this blueberry beer looks, looks okay. I'll, I'll try this. And then they bring it to the table, then they drop like two, three, or four blueberries in it. And then I started drinking this, and I was just like, oh my God, it, it tastes like blueberries, but it doesn't taste like blueberries. Like, it's 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 so interesting. And then, like, I think that night I had like four or five different craft beers. And like, I was like, yeah, this is this is this is me. I want to like drink craft beer forever now. <laughs> Fuck who's light. <laughs> yeah. I, I love seeing people when you introduce a new person to craft beer, I love watching them take that first sip and you see the reaction it's yeah. it's like it's life-changing for them they realize like it's as though like you realize you went all this time you've been missing out on this yeah. and it's it's so incredible I, it makes me so happy when i see that because you know that that person will never go back to drinking normal beer again no that's so true i'm not gonna lie i'll have like a normal beer every now and then me too yeah i mean a- after I think I might have said this on a podcast before, but like after like three or four craft beers, they kind of all start to taste the same. At that yeah. point, it's just like I just I'll like switch over to like a Coors Light or something like that. But that's just because I want to continue drinking, but which is rare, but it happens. And but yeah, it's kind of like wasting. It's you like good scotch, the filler right? Beers. <laughs> What's that? The, the filler beers. The like filler beers. Yeah, exactly. When you can't taste it anymore. Yeah, it's like a, a like a like a you know, like I, I, like your favorite bottle of scotch. Like you're not going to get drunk off it. You're going to have like two or three, get that taste. And then you're going to flip over to like a Crown Royale and, yeah. and just, just like at that point, it all tastes the same. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Fresh, fresh tongue. <laughs> we spoke about it last time. It's yeah. Thing. Like there's no what way you you're tasting. Uh, what I said earlier, Sasha, was uh, fresh tongue. It's like oh, a term. Okay. That, so... Like there's there's no way you're t- after having your fifth IPA you're not tasting the difference from the previous mm. one. There's no way you're not, and it's no. you're not you're not appreciating the beer that, as you should. So I kind of do the same thing as you, Jason. I'm not gonna lie. After two or three, you just switch to macro and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not I'll getting like... the, the 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 best experience out of that beer after your fourth or fifth one. I think, like, especially if you go into, like, the, the uh, any IPA world or, like, the, uh, the IPA yeah. world, the flavor profiles 
are so similar yeah. and it's such it's such subtle differences uh carbonation texture uh you know uh stone fruit tropical fruit grapefruit uh, uh orange citrus like man it's it's so close in profile after yeah. three it's all just tasting like grapefruit man i don't care yeah. what you say if you're telling me you're picking out like stone fruit on your fourth beer like i i'm literally thinking that you just googled what the beer tastes like yeah and <laughs> and you're just telling you're just reading yeah. it off google yeah you know like Unless you're going from one like from one to the other, unless you're like drinking unless like you're IPA, styles. Yeah. yeah, unless you're changing and then, the style in every beer, and even at that, seriously, like, let's be honest, you're you're at, at your fourth or fifth beer, you're you're if you had five IPAs in a row, you're not gonna taste the difference. You're not. Yeah, yeah, There's totally no agree. Way. And brewers themselves have admitted to that. Oh, it, it's, they, they, it's, they'd be crazy not to. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's that, that's my opinion. I, I'd love for anybody to 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 prove me wrong. Well, even as you guys are saying that, I'm like going through my head. I'm like, like, what's my what's my beer drinking strategy? Like, what order do I go in? And I tend to like I get so drawn to the new. Um, like there are people that love that keep going back to the to the same old. I and with craft beers, once I find one that I love, I'm I'll I'll keep picking it up. But I love finding what the new thing is and trying that so I always have such a random variety in my fridge at any given time that I tend to just mix through it um and I'll fully admit that like by you know by number three or number four if I'm having or number five if I'm having like it's when you're at that point you're really not tasting the difference but it is kind of nice still being able to enjoy the same quality of beer even if you're not getting the full experience of it. So I'll say, I don't know if it's just because that's the way I buy, but but as a consumer, I keep buying this, those ones and then maybe the next time I'll have that one first and then I'll be able to taste more of the flavor notes and all that. Yep. Yeah, I just feel like it's a, yes, you're getting the same quality, but I, I just feel like it's it's almost like a, a, a waste, right? Like. Unless it's like the, like you said, like, unless it's like your go-to beer that you've had like a hundred times before and that's like your fourth or fifth beer and you know, you already know what it's going to taste like. So that's the one you drink to finish off your night. That I get. But like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just get to a point where it's just like, I'm going to four, I'm going to five. Um, yeah, I don't know. It all, it all just starts to, to taste the same and I guess it loses its luster, so to speak. Sometimes, yeah. I've yeah. done experiments where I buy like two or three of the same beer. And like the first time I'll drink it as my second beer. And the next time I'll make sure I'll, I'll have it as my first beer. And it's... Okay. You notice the differences. Okay. Uh, okay. So here, here's... That That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I think on the next episode, we should have two of the same beer... We should start with that beer, have something in the middle, and then finish yeah. with the same beer. Yeah, it's a nice experiment. Yeah, that's actually it. a pretty yeah, that's actually a pretty cool idea. I'm actually really down with that. Yeah, and I noticed Just, that when you have that beer first, you pick up a, a lot more because again, it comes back to fresh tongue. But I, I'm just curious though, Sasha, like five five craft beers, 
I, I have trouble putting away four. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot, I'm six foot two and I'm like 250 pounds. Like, and like four, I'm like, after four, I'm like, no, that's it. It's almost bedtime. And you're like, I can't imagine uh, you're, I, I don't think you're bigger than me. I've seen, I've only seen like a, no, a, a, a headshot I'm of you. I'm tall, but, but like... I, I don't think I, by weight, I would definitely, I would not, I would not <laughs> go ahead in the same wrestling ring as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that would be, I'm not, <laughs> that's fair. I should put a qualifier. That's not like a regular, like, oh, let me just, you know, have a couple of years like, on the, no, I, and I've gotten so used to driving places anyway, that it's like, you know, through the entire stretch of hours that you're there, I'll have two beers and I'll go home. Is is typically one or two, and then and then you go depending on how long that you're actually there. So, is it a rare occasion? Yes. Does it happen? And the, I, whether it should or not, I guess is the toss up. It really depends. <laughs> I would say I can handle it, but definitely less now than I could have because in COVID, I would say you know I drink more frequently in the sense that I might have like a beer at the end of my night. But okay. as far as drinking behaviors, I have noticed for sure because there isn't that going out with friends that yeah. you my tolerance for having multiples is definitely definitely less. Yeah. That probably explains why after four I'm I'm done. <laughs> like yeah. last Friday I think I hit I think I hit four beers last Friday. Like I I as soon as we ended the podcast, I went in my room. I opened Facebook and then next thing I know it was six in the morning. Like <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was I was like I was out. I was I was out. Like totally out. I was yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and I just pictured you drinking five and I'm like oh, man. five I'd probably be like on my front lawn or something. <laughs> it's doable. You know, oh yeah, it's doable. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to do it though. Yeah, I think fresh tongue is not even in the discussion at that point. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, no, no, no. That's numb, numb tongue. Yeah, That's, slur tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slur tongue, slur tongue. I like that. <laughs> Are we going for a third or? Yeah, I got, I got my third one in the hand. No joke. I'm going like fruity apparently with this one. It's a uh, it's called Save Peach. It's by Pixel, and it's oh. a double I yeah it's a double IPA with peaches, and it's uh, represents the never ending quest to save the princess in this classic video game from the '80s. This double IPA is silky and naturally cloudy with peach flavors. I don't know. I felt like ending with that. Yeah, you got to go for it when it's when it's selling yeah. it that way. Oh, it's nice and clear. Oh yeah, it's like super blonde. What did you crack, uh, Jason? Sorry. It's called uh, Save Peach, and the it's Pixel. by it's okay. yeah it's by Pixel yeah. It's a, a double IPA with double IPA. Yeah, with peaches. DDH. Uh, no, I don't think so. Hang on. Uh, no, I don't see DDH on here. No, it says unfiltered, but I gotta admit it. It really does look filtered. Eight yeah, percent, forty-five IBU. 
Not getting a lot of peaches, though. Hmm. So, Brewski, this week, they released a beer with... Uh, <laughs> it's a smoothie sour made with peach rings, the candies. Uh, oh, wow. Like, like fuzzy yeah. peaches? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, guys, they're... They're, they're they're insane. I love it, bro. Why are, you not, why are you not sending me this? This is like my favorite <laughs> favorite candy of all time. <laughs> I'll get you some. No problem. Oh my god, man! Fuzzy peaches. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. I think it's pe- peach puree with with peach rings. Oh my god! With the candy, yeah. But peach rings are like a little bit different than fuzzy peaches. I, um, That's true. I th- yeah, That's true. I think I think peach rings have like a more um, like a sweet flavored sugar coating, whereas the fuzzy peaches I think have like a sour sugar. More sour, yeah. Yeah. But they use peach yeah. rings. I haven't tried what? it, but uh, yeah. Oh man, but I love peaches though. That's like my f- like all time favorite like drink, food, like candy, everything peaches. But I'm not getting a lot of peach from this one. I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't really taste like peaches. Does it say if they use the um, peach concentrate or peach puree on the can? Um, uh, it says, it just literally says uh, two row malt, oats, wheat, um, and peaches. Okay. Yeah. I think what I'm hearing is that's got to be your first beer the next time. See. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Is yeah. A, is I, it a fresh tongue kind of peach? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, yeah, you're totally right. But it's really funny because the, the, it says the uh, pairings and it shows like a Nintendo joystick. Yeah. <laughs> and, then a, a, and then a star, like as if like the, the star from Mario. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, who else is cracking another beer? Please tell me I'm not the only the only one. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll go next. I've got, I just pulled it from my fridge. I've just got a, this is my go-to, like, at the beginning, I thought it was kind of a, like a punchy in the face kind of IPA, but um, Octopus wants to fight. And oh. I would say, like, hands down, best shower beer, holds its flavor to the end. Like, <laughs> this is... This is definitely my go-to, like, drink at any time kind of beer. So maybe this is the one that it's, like, after a couple, this is the one that comes in. So here we go. Oh, my God. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that was perfect. Somebody told me one time that the Octopus Wants to Fight name came from those coat hangers that you find in bars. And really? I don't, I have not fact-checked this. So this is, <laughs> as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, okay, it reminds me of that. So I don't know if it's true, but you've got the, do you know the hooks I'm thinking of? So it's the ones that you have on the edge of a booth and there's a, a hook on each side and there's, you know, two screws holding the hook, holding it up, those like eyeballs. And it looks like a little octopus holding its fist up to you. Someone told me that that's where the name of this beer came from, and I do not know if it's true, but I wasn't sure if you guys have ever heard this or someone completely bullshitting me. Sasha, I'm telling you right now, Google Octopus Wants to Fight in images, and you will see the code hook you're talking about, and holy shit, it looks like an octopus wanting to fight. (laughs) Amazing. 
Yeah, it's totally true. I never even, I never even thought of yeah. that. And now, and now that I'm looking at the at the at the <laughs> the code hook, it looks like that. <laughs> it does. I'm, I'm just picturing it in my head. It really does. It makes sense. Yeah. it's one of those things. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. No, I'll never, I'll never unsee it. Oh yeah, totally. But I had that beer, and I did a review on it, and it was uh, Matty G that gave it to me. By far, one of my like one of my all time favorite IPAs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago too. It's yeah, really it's it's absolutely fantastic. Almost, uh, almost anything. Uh, yeah, GLB is is great. I've had the Kanak Pale Ale. I've had the, um, the Pompisas. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's yep. everything is excellent from them. Really good. I love that they give little shout outs to some of the local areas too. Like there's a couple of ones with Demco in the name and I, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Sebastian, awesome. do you got a third one with you? Yeah. So what this you one's got? a um, DDH Dippa. So double IPA. Yes. 8.2. Oof. Brewski. It's called Hop Crush. It's called Hop Crush because there's a lot of, there's a lot of hops. There's Chinook. Enigma, Simcoe, Citra, and Columbus. Wow, that is a lot of hops. Yeah, five strings. Wow. I'm going to go for the crack. Holy shit. That was so a good crack, a, man. I'm using a Teku glass for this, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this one That's pours awesome. out really super, super creamy. Really, oh. I'm totally jealous that you're drinking brewski all night. You know, dude, you know what it took to, to save these in my fridge for a week? <laughs> no not, doubt. To not drink these? <laughs> to save these for the pod? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're excellent. I'm going to send you guys some. You have, you're, you're missing out. You'll have to try this. Yeah, I told you. I'm going to wire you some cash. And I, 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 next time you go, obviously, don't make a special trip for me, but... Next time you go, pick some up and, and send it to me. Yeah, so it pours like really hazy, but really pale, like like not even yellow. Like I don't even know how to describe this. It's like just just super like banana juice. Like okay, like that <laughs> that that, that, that color, <laughs> but not but not the texture there. <laughs> like a really pale. Like a really pale yellow, super creamy. Like, um, what's that, uh, um, the banana syrup that you used to take as a kid there when you were sick, like amoxicillin yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> when you really say banana creamy. juice, I'm just thinking of that, like, when you're making banana bread and it's your, like, old, like, brown bananas and you're just mushing up. <laughs> it's an awful color. <laughs> I am sure you mean something much nicer than that. Yeah, it's it's just that it's not it's not very bright. It's a really dull, creamy, thick yellow. Uh, the head is really thick. What does it smell like? Oh wow! Uh, and this is and this is a deeper. Yeah. Really, eh? It's so it's so like velvety that I can't I can't fit the can in the glass. Really? That's how thick it is. Wow. So on the nose, it's a bit dank, a little tropical and citrus and the citrusy. 
Bit of I appreciate the, the deeper translation. Double IPA for the... <laughs> for no, the yeah, game. sorry. Sorry, double IPA, yeah. yeah. And it's a DDH and DDH is double dry hop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're starting to see triple dry hop, quadruple dry hop. Yeah. It's uh, I, constantly I just pushing the limits, you know? Um, it's amazing. I haven't got anything above uh, double. I'd love to get my hands on a triple. Oh, no, no, I did do a, no, not a triple dry hop, but I did a TIPA once and it was from uh, Brasserie Bois Canada. Yeah. I think it was like 10.8%, man. Oh, yeah. Like, but just because more... it's, a, it's a TIPA doesn't mean it's like triple dry hop. Right? No, 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 exactly. Hop, tipa, triple dry hop. Tipa, yeah, right? it depends. I mean, yeah, that that's why I said that. Like, I, 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 that's why I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I had a tipa, but it wasn't triple dry hopped. There's a brewery here in Quebec. I forget the name. Oh, but they released a new beer that nobody's done before. Just last week, it's double dry hopped, but after fermentation, they quadruple dry hopped it. What? So it's called it's called DDH plus QDH. That's the name of the name of the beer. So double dry hop plus quadruple dry hop. And when they released it, they have to explain so that people really understand what they did. And nobody has done that. At least in wow. Quebec. It's it's special. I haven't tried okay. it yet. I found uh, it. Who's it I from? Found it. It? It's it's from uh, Champ Libre Brasserie and Distillery. That's it, yeah. yeah. Wow, I need to get this, man. What's the percentage? Eight? Um, hang on a sec here. I got it un untapped. It's really special, that beer. No one's done anything like that. 8.2% actually. Yeah. Yeah, double dry hop, like. quadruple dry hop after, yeah, Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, Equinot. Oh my God, man. Yeah, so they double dry hop, hop it while they're boiling, and then post after the boil, once they transfer it to fermenters, they they quadruple dry hop it on top of the double dry hop they already did. I gotta have this. I it's have to have this beer. Yeah, yeah. Where is this? Yeah. Where is this brewery? So they distribute. It shouldn't be hard to find that beer. You can get it even in Gatineau or. You think so? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe at um, Finifute. Yeah. I'll call them. Uh, call them next week and find out where they distribute. Man, oh my god, that's amazing! It's 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 special for sure, and uh, a lot of people want to get their hands on it because it's really different. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never. If they even find heard it of, successful, like... they, if it, if they find it successful, they should rebrand like a small batch version of it and play into the hop. Like that. There's so much. As someone who who's not like like I'm new to learning about dry hops and, and double dry hops and that. So, you know, from a consumer standpoint to really play into the like explain on the can, all of that and toss in, I don't know, they should <laughs> collab with Space Jam or something, get it all about all about the hops. <laughs> yep. I think they named it this way the first time just so people understand what they're really drinking. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they'll probably rebrand in the future once that, that'll probably become like the new norm i gotta tell you there's there's probably like a lot of craft beer drinkers that probably don't even understand what the hell is happening there 
Yeah, they had to explain it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. When they released the beer, it, like on Instagram. It was a it was a long paragraph. Like it had to be explained for people to truly understand what it is. Because yeah, it's it's a it's something that you don't see. No one else has done that. Rehopping after the boil. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah, that's oh. awesome, man. <laughs> they should that's do a really collab awesome. with Pixel and call it Double Hop. Yeah. Or double, no, double jump. <laughs> double jump. Oh, yes. That's actually really cool. I like I that. Collab beers. Yeah, man. Honestly, yeah. 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 Every time one comes out, I make sure I get it. Always. The, um, so cool. the, I think it was last week I had a collab beer with, um, it was Saint and Barreau in Brasse, Bar Canada. Yeah, Man. those are the those are the four twenty. Uh, uh, yeah, the four twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, uh, Abracadabra. Yeah, those, those Abracadabra. Dude, in Montreal, those beers sell out in thirty seconds. Oh, I, I it, it sells I'm out here in Gatineau in thirty it's seconds. Impo- it's impossible. It's impossible to get them. Yeah. There's people I, who set like alarms on their phones and like. Ready well, to go online, and uh, by the time you put in your credit card number, if you don't know your credit card number by heart, you don't stand a chance. But one of my co information, it's sold out. One of my coworkers, uh, Martin, he's the one that gets me like all these uh, Brasserie by Canada ones. So huge shout out to you, Martin. Um, yeah, man, he's like on the ball. Like he orders like every Tuesday or when they come out with something new. It's like he orders like immediately. Yeah, he's on. He's on the, the website and like just clicking like enter, 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 and sometimes he gets it, sometimes he doesn't. And when he gets like he, when he gets some, he'll always buy like one or two for me extra so that I can try them. Man, like they sell out so fast. And like you say, if your credit card is not on file or you don't know it off by heart, <laughs> man, like you're you're like it's fifty fifty, man. It's fifty fifty. Yeah, if it takes you more than ten seconds to place your order, it's sold mm-hmm. out. By the time you press enter, they tell you désolé. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I get so frustrated with that. Like I, I have no patience for that shit, man. It's like just give me my beer, man. Just give me my beer. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Like I don't mean to sound entitled, but like you really have to have no life. Like <laughs> seriously. It's true. Like. Do you do you not work? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, because I, I mentioned this on the last pod. Like the specialty beer stores here in, in Quebec, they have apps, and they'll send you notifications when there's a release, and it's always at two or three in the afternoon. So I'll go at five after work when I'm done work, and it's sold out. Yeah, I, man, listen, honestly, <laughs> it's not. I I, li- I lived in Montreal for two years, man, and honestly, yeah, I. I, I know what you mean. It's like nobody works in Montreal. I don't understand sometimes. Like, how does it, it sell out in two, minutes, in two hours? Like, there's so much private money in Montreal. Like, it, it, it's it's like nobody has a job. Everyone's just like, a lot of people are just like rich, and all they have to do is like just go to like uh, a brewery and buy like massive amounts of beer and sell everybody out. So, like, in, in Quebec, we have the system called, like, the proxies. I don't know if it works that way in Ontario. What a, what a proxy is, is a person picking up an order for 30 other people. 
So a person oh. shows up, they'll buy a hundred four packs and resell them on the on the black market on a secondary website or something, and make they're selling these cans for like twenty cans of beer. At twenty dollars a beer, sorry. So no. that, that's that's why twenty cans for one beer, sure. <laughs> wow, I'll take it. So that's why, yeah. I'll make that like, trade. There's stuff like that going on, and uh, yeah, I mean, how does they allow that, man? Like seriously, I'm actually disappointed yeah. that that's a thing. That's what. I, that's why I started off by saying I don't mean to sound entitled because, like, they, they, they don't set limits. If I was if I was a business owner, I wouldn't do it either. Why? Why? If I have the chance to, to sell my beer with one order, why would I? Why would I risk? Why wouldn't I sell it and risk having left over afterwards if it's not purchased? Yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, actually a really good point. You know. You know, going uh, into it with the intention of supporting the local business and supporting the brewery that actually, you know, that gives me more patience for, okay, well, I'm going to spend a little bit more. This isn't something I've seen in Ontario. I don't know if that's something that is happening and I'm just not aware of. I have seen and I have heard about um, actually at uh, at Furnace Room where my where my second beer is from. They do a holiday brew that is infinite like people come back for it all the time and even during covid there were people lining up socially distanced to to get this beer they were there so early in the morning to get this one holiday beer that they only released a certain amount of it um but the community of it is so cool because you get people there that you're like oh hey like it's you again like you you you've got the, the conversations happening in the line because you know that with the craft beer drinkers in the area, the people that are going to be waking up at six in the morning and showing up live in person yeah. to to pick these up themselves, it, it's cool in that sense. But when it's all online and when you know when you get to have a proxy, that's that's tough. I mean, as a as a business owner myself, like it's that it really you know I feel for them because that puts them in such a tough position. Um, but yeah, it, it, you really you got to draw the line, draw the line somewhere. So that's tough. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, so, like, Sasha, like, like, let's say you're, you're selling the painting for like X amount of dollars, right? Yeah. And, and somebody buys that and then turns around and sells it for like X amount plus like I don't know, uh, like four hundred dollars. I I feel like I don't know if it was my painting, I would feel like I'm cheating the person that's buying it for four hundred dollars more. Like, yeah, you got your sale, cool. but like. Yeah. that person that's buying it for $400 more like I, and, and don't get me wrong like I'm not trying to undervalue what you're doing and, and like obviously like mm-hmm. in my mind like art obviously always goes up in value but like yeah. if I was to buy a painting from you right away and sell it to Sebastian for like $400 more I don't know I I, I, I don't know if, if I was you I'd, I'd be like wow that's like that's so that's dirty right like you put a value yeah. on it you said yeah. my painting is worth this much and then like within seconds I turn around and I sell it for four hundred dollars more and I'm making like this I'm I'm making four hundred dollars and like you you made your sale so you're happy, but I feel like Sebastian's getting like not cheated because your work is undervalued, but like man, it's I don't know, it's so dirty. Yeah. Like so I, as you're saying it, with the way that you described it, I have an interesting thought in that as the artist in that example. It's interesting thinking, you know, you, you, you always hear about, um, like all of the dead artists basically. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was these poor starving artists their whole lives. And then once they were dead, now all of a sudden 
their their artwork is worth millions of dollars. Um, it's interesting hearing it just as a as a I guess almost devil's advocate of it. I it's interesting from the artist perspective thinking, you know, as a compliment to you that your artwork is going for that much. I mean, I think as a salesperson, you are severely undervaluing your artwork if you can, if someone can resell it for that much more. I mean, four hundred dollars isn't a lot of money, but like if someone can resell their you know your product for that much more it's a reflection from a salesperson like okay i'm undervaluing myself so that's that's something to consider but as a compliment to your work the fact that somebody is able to sell what you're doing you know if it were me i'd be like oh i'm gonna hire that person they're gonna be my new sales rep like <laughs> they, they get, get yeah. me uh yeah they obviously are able to express the value of what i'm doing that part I agree and again that's why I chose my words carefully in the sense that like I, I'm not trying to undervalue your work but like For sure. I mean you you have a sense of what your artwork is worth right you have like you have your materials to consider you have like your 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 packaging your shipping to consider your your time your valuable time uh, the time that it took you to learn how to do what you do all of those things, just like a, a good car mechanic, right? Like you're not paying for uh, uh, the job, you're paying for the years of experience to get the job done, right? Yeah. Same thing like you. But I, I don't know, I just find it like, I guess it, okay. okay There's something sorry. icky about it for sure. Like reselling yeah. someone else's thing where they get nothing for it is exactly. icky. I think that in, I'm thinking of it from an artwork perspective where in the art world, if someone is selling my painting for a million dollars, then yeah. that becomes a public thing where people, that in itself, even though if I get $0 from that sale, increases the value of my actual product. Whereas in the beer world, because it's, the dollars are on such a smaller scale, it's, it's icky there because it's like, you're literally just making a, like a penny profit on something that this brewery could have made. But then as the business owner, they don't want to turn away a guaranteed sale. So that's where it's tough. I totally understand. Okay, yeah. so let, let's yeah. just uh, dive into it just a touch more. It's like, but every time I go to buy Bob's beer, um, I have to buy it from this guy because he bought all of Bob's beer and now I have to buy it from him for $20 more a can. Eventually, I'm just going to stop buying Bob's beer. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, to come back to like your painting, it's like that one painting that you made, it's it's just the one painting, right? And if I want that one painting, I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for it. But uh, George bought it for the amount that you sold it for. And now I got to buy it for from George for, I don't know, $400 or $1,000 more. Well, every time I buy it from George, I'm paying more than what he paid for it. So eventually, I'm just going to stop buying it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I understand your point of view too. It increases your value, yes. But it only it'll only increase your value if 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 there's value added, right? Eventually, people are just gonna be like, uh, "Well, I'd rather just buy it from from her directly, or just not buy it at all because I can save a thousand dollars." Yeah, I think you know it, I mean? in that I, sense, again, it, it, yeah, it it ends up being a case of with with beer, it's a repeat sale, small ticket item, and artwork yeah. becomes a for the most part, it becomes a single. Maybe you come back for a couple of other things down the road, but it starts off as one main large ticket item, single sale. So in that sense, yeah. they, they are 
they are diff like different as opposed to, to comparing them that way. But yeah, on, on the beer scale, it's definitely, you know, it's tough to think like that that could turn someone away from buying it thinking like, oh, well, this person's beer is $4 and 50 cents a can. It's like, well, no, it's not actually, you just couldn't get it yeah. when it was only a small batch. Exactly. And again, I just want to clarify for you and everybody else, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not trying to undervalue your work. It, this was just the purpose of conversation. Oh, you know, how, yeah. you, you know how I feel about your artwork. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I just, I just want to be clear. Like this was just for the purpose of like, you know, eventually like, I'm just going to stop buying Sankyan bad home beer because the only time I can buy it is from this guy who's making like $10 profit a can. Right. Right. So I'm just like, you know, I'm going to go to and buy somewhere else where I know that I'm going to get it and I, I might find something I like and you know, that's what it is. Right. But, yeah. Again, just to be Absolutely. clear, totally not <laughs> undervaluing your work. I, I, I love all your artwork and I know I can only imagine how much work goes into it. So don't 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 take it personally. This is just, just the purpose of conversation. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yes. Okay. No, I got you. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happens. People just stop buying their beer. Like it, it's frustrating. It doesn't make sense if it's easier for someone like me in Montreal to get, that it's easier for me to get beer from Ontario than it is for a local brewery. Yeah, that part I don't understand. That's, I mean, I get it, but it I don't understand. Frustrating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you start to lose customers because it became so hard to get your beer that people just give up. Yeah. And it's always the same guy buying it. Yeah. You think the breweries would like, they would like clue into that like it's always the same guy walking in buying like four thousand beers like yeah, obviously he's selling proxies, it because of proxies the orders are in different names it's just one person picking up a hundred orders for a hundred people right. fuck yeah that's right? that's terrible yeah right it's uh yeah but i guess in that sense then like could he not just say it it's like he's basically uber eats for the brewery like he's personally delivering all of this coordinating yeah. the shipment for all this to all these different people so they don't have to come that's basically it so one guy will take a day off from work and pick up go wait in line and pick up beer for 50 of his buddies and he does he distributes to them and yeah i mean that's what happens I'd say, I'd say that's not so bad like i mean as a purchaser if you're the person that doesn't want to be participating in that then that's a tough thing but i would say that there are so many people who are going to be spending $15 to have their McDonald's delivery sent to their house that with, with whatever delivery food service you're using that the idea of paying a premium on having someone else coordinate your order for you, I can understand that as a business model. And then in that sense, it's almost interesting that then the brewery is guaranteed. I'd be interested to hear like, because every brewery is going to run their business differently. I'd be interested yeah. to hear from a brewery that that does run it that way the reason behind that decision of, of why they allow proxies i mean if you have the chance to sell out your product in one day like why wouldn't you right i, I understand from a business perspective why it's done and some Especially breweries something do like set beer limits. that yeah. goes bad yeah some breweries do set limits uh on specific beers some breweries don't allow proxies like uh for slushies there's no proxies allowed because like they don't trust their own customers in the sense that you're buying the, you're buying 50 beers to send out yeah. to your friends but how do i know that 
that that beer is not going to sit in your fridge for a month before you send it out and then another month before that person drinks it and then it explodes in their fridge they get complaints the beer doesn't taste yeah. the same so th- there's a lot a lot behind it like yeah it's it's complicated yeah brasserie uh, brasserie bar canada like they don't yeah. uh, it's usually like six or eight beers max that's it yeah. like don't try to buy more You can say you're yeah. buying it for somebody, then they'll say, well, then somebody needs to come in. Like wow. it's six, eight, and that's it. And even, and actually, even so, there's a um, a, a beer store uh, in Gatineau called uh, Brouhaha, and they sell yeah. like a bunch of, uh, I think they're like a chain, but they sell like craft beers from like all different places. Even there, they will not sell you more than the recommended amount from the brewery. Like if it's like three, it's three. If it's four, it's four. That's it. Like don't try to do five and be like, hey man, come on, they're not here to look at it. It's like, no, not at all, not a chance. Uh, yeah, especially with slushies. Yeah, they don't do so many slushies, uh... but but slushies, yeah, they're they're particular, man. Like if I've men, uh, I follow a, a few groups on Facebook and like people posting cans of uh, slushies on on Facebook, like busted cans, broken open, exploded all over, like. Yeah. It paints it paints your walls. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, you need to understand the context behind what what happened because it's never happened to me. So what are these people doing for this for this to happen, right? But I don't think they're storing it properly or keeping it for too long. It, exactly. Like what are you guys calling slushies? Like That's smoothie, not the thing that I'm smoothie, smoothie sours. Yeah. So we, we call them we call them slushies because in, in some people they freeze them they freeze okay. them and then and then they'll pour it out so it's like a it's like a slush okay. yeah they'll they'll put in the freezer yeah. for a couple hours like to to, to slush yeah. it up but it they either like, like leave it too long or Yeah. They they brought it home and it wasn't refrigerated, so it got warm. Yeah. And then they put it in the freezer warm, and then it, it it'll blow up yeah. like almost like within the hour. Yeah. Like it it But, needs to stay chilled like the entire time that it's like uh, 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 in the can. I've bought some slushies though from a brewery that's like an hour and a half away from my house. So that means for an hour and a half it wasn't refrigerated, sitting in my car, and it doesn't blow up. So what are these people doing? For it to blow up, yeah, they, they'll leave right. it on the counter. Yeah, but but you're asking for it. You you, uh, you almost deserve it at that point. I mean, <laughs> that, they're buying that's... their beer like me. Like you forget it in the front hall for an hour, and then you're like, oh shoot, I gotta put that in my fridge. You know, <laughs> slushies are not for me. <laughs> that is gonna be a have it someone else's place kind of drink. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't buy slushies at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You will regret it, and like they stain, they will stain your walls, like completely. Yeah. No, it, it paints your walls. It's, oh yeah, yeah. I got enough weird. of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Splattering acrylic everywhere. Yeah. Oh man, this was a great night, guys. Yeah, great talk. Yep. Not gonna lie, this was an absolutely fantastic evening. It's always a good time. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not going for four. I think three is enough for me tonight. I'm, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm eating my words. It's five. I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking if I went to five right now, uh, I would sleep yeah. till Monday. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys are doing like that closing that closing uh, uh, podcast uh, announcement there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because these these cans are, are a beer and a half. Like you, oh, yeah. you have to you have to remember that. So if you have if you had three cans, that's really you had five beers. Oh yeah, I had three. So you got You have to be conscious of that, right? You got to balance and. It's a, balance is important, so just be conscious of, of your consumption and, uh, you know, take care of yourself, uh, for sure. I'm totally oh, conscious of my co- totally. consumption tonight. You know? Look at that. The not, that I'm against, uh, <laughs> not that I'm against having five cans in one night. I mean, it's, uh, I have done it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to lie. I, just, I... Just, 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 you know, you just want to be aware. On, yeah. Yep. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just picturing Sasha with five cans in her. Like, I'm three and I'm like, ooh, that's enough. I couldn't on a podcast. I'd be like, guys, I got a bathroom break. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. Guys, I um, honestly thank you guys so, so, so much for joining me tonight, Friday night. Honestly, it was an absolute, an absolutely fantastic time. Like, seriously. And uh, I'm totally calling this podcast. If you don't like your beer, put it in a different glass. And that's a shout out to Sasha's dad. So if you're listening, <laughs> shout out to you, sir. Thank you so much for that uh, wonderful quote. And uh, it's definitely going to be a motto for the Seymour uh, Beers podcast for sure in the future. So yeah. um, guys, shout thank you so to, much. Shout out to Papa Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Papa Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Taylor. So we're leaving tonight. We got two objectives. Get Sasha's artwork on a can, a beer can, somewhere for sure. And myself, personal goal, learn about beer glasses because I think that's probably one of my weak points. (laughs) Never stop learning. No, never stop learning, especially when it comes to beer. In my own opinion, those are great, great takeaways. (laughs) I I, I think so. Especially the get Sasha's artwork on a can takeaway. I think that's the best one. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm working on that for you, Sasha. I'm ta- I'm telling you, tomorrow morning I start right away. Amazing, Amazing. awesome. This is great, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys, so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. The Seymour Beers podcast, uh, almost two hours long tonight, but man, was it such an amazing time! Absolutely fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good night, guys. Ciao, ciao. Take care. Bye.